0: I think this is like a really interesting commentary on on that for sure like i don't know you don't have to spend a million dollars to have a piece of art that you really appreciate and love right and don't steal it from a dead guy's house (laughs) because it'll literally kill you You're listening to Atlas Now Streaming, the podcast where we review your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries available on streaming platforms.
1: Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Medstaff with your hosts, Jamie Zarlingo and Allison Mergens. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. And I'm Allison. And today we are joined by the lovely Emily, who uh, has been in my place for the past eight weeks, actually longer than that. She's been here for about three months, and uh, this is her last week at Atlas. Boo! School. Yep. We're very sad to see her go, but she's been amazing, and she drove me here. Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was actually watching, um, the blooper of that scene, um, when I was, uh, on my lunch break earlier and it made me laugh. Anyway, so today we are reviewing, um, a Netflix original film. We asked Emily to be on this episode because it is her last week. She is our film studies minor and, um, she actually suggested this movie for us. It is called... Velvet Buzzsaw. It is on Netflix. It was uh, premiered at the Sundance Film Festival on January 27th of this year and was released on Netflix on February 1st. It has quite quite the cast. Um, a lot of big names. Jake Gyllenhaal plays Morph, who is a uh, very snooty art critic. Uh, I'll just explain real quick that it's an art film and um, Rene Russo, Redora, Tony Collette plays Gretchen. A couple smaller parts. Uh, Natalia Dyer from Stranger Things plays Coco, and John Malkovich plays Piers, and David Diggs plays uh, Dam Damrish. Damrish, mm-hmm. yes. So got got a couple of big names in there, and some
0: bigger names for the supporting roles as well. And Billy Magnussen, who he was on Into the Woods and he has done some other broadway work who is he uh bryson the blonde guy okay and um he was also in black mirror and in aladdin the Hmm. most recent live action release from disney he has a small role in that so it's kind of got a packed cast in Mm -hmm. my opinion netflix ridge Mm -hmm. the other main girl in it does Zah Ashton. I'd never heard of her before um, though as I was researching her I know that I've seen things that she's been in. She was in um, Nightcrawler with Jake Gyllenhaal and Renee Russo was also in that and it was also directed by the same guy Dan Gilroy. And who, he wrote it. And he wrote it mm-hmm. and he's married to Renee Russo. So they uh, have done a couple of projects together and they're also in love, which is kind of cool. It's kind of like uh,
1: Jed Apatow and Leslie Mann. She's in a lot of his movies.
0: Yes. It's
1: gotta pay to uh, be married to the director.
0: <laughs> yes, it does.
1: So uh, we're gonna start off with just um, the plot and um, it's a doozy. So if you haven't seen this one, um, spoilers, but it's uh, like a comedy kind of in a horror movie. It's a satire. And Allison and I did not realize this when we first started watching it. No. So I was like,
0: <laughs> oh, this is a little goofy. And then it started to get a little like kooky. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, they're like not being serious. So yeah. I was like confused for a while.
1: Yeah, the characters are so over the top. And I was like, okay, like I've, I. I was obsessed with Jake Gyllenhaal as a kid. I first saw him in um, The Day After Tomorrow when I was 12, and I was obsessed with him. It was kind of creepy. But, um, you know, I've seen a lot of his work, and he's, you know, I wouldn't say, I I don't know. He hasn't done anything, like, Academy Award worthy, but he's not, Uh, like, a bad actor. Well, except Brokeback Mountain. I'm sorry. Brokeback (laughs) Mountain was probably his best work as far as, like, dramatic roles go okay um but he's definitely (laughs) not
0: bad but he has done some sillier projects in the past but but he also has done donnie darko he has done nightcrawler which i mentioned earlier Mm -hmm. um what is it nocturnal creatures have you seen that emily
2: no i don't think so he's done some other like kind of off the wall he was in that uh movie about the zodiac killer and the journalist zodiac yeah yep. that,
0: that, <laughs> that is a really good one he i think for him like when i watch him in this movie he's got to be having so much fun oh, just know. being oh, yeah. like a goofball mm-hmm. and this crazy so like over the top over the top cr- like actor or cr- rather critic and um he's kind of like this pansexual man like he you don't really know he has like such a a, a strange personality who did you say he uh, reminded you of oh <laughs> that one snl skit where uh will ferrell is i don't i can't remember like a,
1: like a music producer they like something? A, a
0: talent or music or movie or something and you all um, know it yeah and he's wearing that like checkered shirt and he has the black bowl cut and he has a tiny cell phone and he's like "Uh uh-huh yes yes fabulous pack your bags we're going to Milan that's exactly what it reminds me of um yes so let's get into the plot a little bit so it kind of opens with um this art gallery opening and it's at Hayes which is Dora Hayes, played by renee Russo, she has this great big opening. She's exhibiting some new pieces, and her main artist that she has is Piers. And people have been trying to poach him. There's this other guy. What's his name? John Don Don. Yes, <laughs> stupid name, <laughs> but whatever. He's trying to poach him, but he's work been working with. Redora for 17 years and there is you know this this new guy who was gonna join a I don't know what you would call it a co-op type of art what do
2: they call so, it I don't know like they were just gonna collaborate I guess yeah I anyway, don't know what the word is
0: there's this you know great opening and Morph is there played by Jake Hall, and he is like this amazing art critic and he reviews art and gallery openings and he basically makes or breaks these people's mm-hmm. careers based on what he says in you know in these um in these reviews. They have this crazy what do they call it the sphere and it's like this oh, God. this metal <laughs> literally a sphere yeah that you can yeah. it's probably like six feet by six feet and you can put your arm in and like feel something amazing well, like, yeah
2: like each little hole that they it's have like in a there is sensation. like it's like yeah a different different thing you're supposed to feel so you're supposed to go with each of the little it's
0: weird set wild art is super weird it is so you know um then josephina she she is this kind of like a redora's assistant She's scouting new art, but she keeps falling short. She shows up late for work because she found, you know, this man in her building who was deceased and uh, went into his apartment and discovered all of this art. And, you know, Josephina is kind of on a really short leash with Redora. She's supposed to be, she was gonna be scouting new artists and whatnot and kind of building herself up as a real gallery owner and um, she discovers all of this art and happens to to bring it into work or and he she shows morph and he has this like experience he freaks out over it and she's got groundbreaking or visionary visionary Mm -hmm. and she brings it into uh the office and bryson sees it under her desk, he is... Like a maintenance guy. Yeah. I think he was an artist that just stopped producing art, but he finds this and has this crazy reaction to it in that he is so, what would you say, like kind of entranced by it. Like He's, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Of course, Redora finds out, goes to her apartment. She realizes, okay, you have all of this art and it's so amazing. What are you going to do You're nobody. You won't be able to sell it like I can. She has a non-compete too. Yes. So she she can't do anything with it anyway. She does have a non-compete. So she says, you know, let's figure this out. You can sell this collection and you can do all of this, but we're gonna do it under my gallery. So they kind of enter this I guess you would say partnership, all because Rodora has, you know, some sort of hold. Over her yeah. from a financial standpoint. They have to establish that they didn't steal the art, which she did. She, she did. And Josephina knows when she runs into that guy in the lobby of the apartment that he had explicit mm-hmm. rules to destroy. In fact, when she goes into his apartment, there are some canvases that are burned and they're literally everywhere. There's little yeah. sketches and everything pinned on the walls there are canvases rolled up I can't imagine that somebody would be able that nobody would know that he was an artist by the amount of stuff that he had in there it's crazy just looked like a hoarder really yes and like so many works of art and so a lot of them very different from one another a Mm -hmm. lot of different types of styles so you know they end up putting the this gallery out and I think that Piers gets kind of peeved by it they mm-hmm. have this opening and people go crazy over it Piers is like entranced in it and uh and he's sober
1: too that's something that he is like having like artist block or something he can't paint he doesn't know what to paint doesn't know what to make and he and uh Damrish Mm -hmm. are both staring at this painting that's a little disturbing. There's like a screaming child on it and like it's very bizarre. Like A
0: a figure like separating them holding them apart and another figure's face is all... They're both just like staring Mm -hmm.
1: at it and then he just like grabs a drink like it's nothing like a scotch or something and then just starts drinking it. Like he's so entranced by it. And I mean these pieces of art start selling for millions of dollars and um, then Morph actually starts uh, seeing things. Mm-hmm. Like he start the paintings are starting to like come to life
0: because he gets the rights to write a big book about it. Yeah, you know, he it's interesting, I think, too. Um, and maybe this is going past the plot, but these art dealers, art critics, art advisors, they're all kind of in bed with each other. You know uh, Gretchen she worked at the museum and she decides to go and be an art advisor which I gather is just telling rich people what kind of art to buy Mm -hmm. is that right kind of yeah
2: yeah. like they basically are like well I think this piece would really suit your personality and your home and basically they get a portion of whatever money they pay for that piece that is it's like car dealership kind of but for art but people don't hate them interesting it's weird huh hmm
0: okay and uh so Morph is researching this this artist that they have to you know say that that you know that this is our art and we found it so we're representing this guy Deese and he starts digging into who Deese really is and it turns out I mean he has like a really really disturbing past he was in an orphan inch and then he was in the war and he worked at some sort of Um, industrial type Mm -hmm. mill or something Mm -hmm. but he uh, ended up killing somebody when he was there and his parents or his his dad and his brother or somebody were murdered like didn't he kill his dad yes Mm -hmm. he went back and murdered his abusive dad after the fact but he, he was like
1: experimented on for years and just like had severe mental problems because of it and like a lot of trauma
0: just a really dark past, yeah. really traumatic, and they didn't know his whereabouts for like thirty years, right? I when think so. yeah, I think he was that's just like what off the grid for the longest time. I think that's what Morf said. So, all the while he's kind of researching this stuff, he starts to see things, and other people comment on it too. So, uh, Deve- or Damrish rather, he is like staring at it when he is trying to hook up with. Josephina, and he's like I can see it move and um, our our buddy Bryson who was this great artist who was so captivated by the artwork you know they decide that they are going to ship off a bunch of the art and store it somewhere to kind of make the pieces that they have more exclusive and raise the price on them since it's like a limited collection and he Ends He up pulling. steals some of it. Yeah, he pulls off to the side of the road. He cracks open the crates. Of course, we know that it's art in there. You know, uh, Rador is like, he had no idea what it was. Yep. Oh, of course he did. Mm-hmm. He knew what it was. But there's this horrible accident. It, like, catches his car, spins out of control, and it he catches sees. on decent in like the back yeah like rear view mirror of his car mm-hmm. and there's like that little boy in the painting on his uh, passenger seat that like stares at him mm-hmm. and um he burns alive essentially yeah well he's like smoking
1: i think
2: yeah and then so he's smoking and it catches on fire and he crashes into like this gas station type called place. humble
1: which is it'll come up later
2: yeah and then he goes in there and he's like Looking, burned yeah. and he turn turns off. off and then the painting that he was staring at it like basically pulls to him life and these monkeys take yeah him. <laughs> flying monkeys come and they take them away so yeah. this is
1: like the first death and people yeah. just like are mysteriously starting to die while being surrounded by this artwork and we also find out that um Deese put literally himself into all of his pieces of art there's like his blood in it and I think that's how we can safely assume he begins to haunt the artwork Mm -hmm. um John Don um also like he takes some of the art to his studio and um he like there's this piece that is like like an electric piece that he tries to unplug but it's still on and he gets like hung by this random hand in the ceiling and um we haven't really talked about coco a lot i think she replaces josephina as um redora's like assistant Mm -hmm. and she just unfortunately happens to stumble upon like all of these dead people (laughs) like she just has really bad luck and she finds him and uh gretchen also is uh in one of the in in uh rodea's studio or gallery and she goes to the sphere and she decides oh I'm going to stick my arm in there. I love when
0: she's like, g- when she has that giggle moment. Like she's like <laughs> and I'm like what the heck? So weird it caught me off guard. And it uh like rips
1: her arm off and she dies and she's left there and there are like people and like children. This was like the most disturbing scene. Yeah, That like mm-hmm. think it's part of the art and they're like playing in it and then Coco shows up and she's like ah! and then yeah so all these people are dying and morph is catching wind of what's going on and he realizes that you know we need to he, he this is what's so unfortunate is he tries to make things right and mm-hmm. he knows like you know we need to get rid of this art we need to destroy it and Rodora Rodea, Rodea, R- 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 is like no like absolutely not Nobody really believes him. He goes to talk to Josephina and she's shacking up with Damrish. And side plot, uh, Morph and Josephina are also kind of having a thing, but she's like, I didn't care about you. It's actually a really funny scene. Jake, Jill, and Hal just starts being super dramatic and it's really funny. Uh, but he tries to make things right and he goes to this like warehouse, I think, where like, it's like a storage. Are- storage. storage. Place. where the art is and we didn't talk about this but there's a uh, hobo man <laughs> this like robot art piece at that's kind of um, like
2: uncle sam kind of it yeah it's supposed to like embody it reminded me of bicentennial man with, like, it's like stuff that's wrong with the united states like, yeah like working class and, and
1: like how yeah, it's
2: basically like it's just an art piece that it's a robot and it walks around and super creepy i once
1: built a railroad like, yeah You know, how we kind of rejected the people who built this country. Hint, hint. Super weird. Uh, But when he's down there, Hobo Man is there. And he, uh, it's actually kind of terrifying.
0: Like the art is able to, Deese's art is able to overtake these other Other art pieces. Art pieces or other just mechanical things things or like, you know, even a cigarette to help, you know, burn mm-hmm. burn Bryson. So it has like all this great power right. and influence in a way. And so
1: Morph unfortunately dies and um I thought Josephina she dies too. Basically everybody dies. Yeah. I thought her death was the coolest. She like finds this like hidden room with like all this like street art type paintings. It was,
2: uh what I forgot the guy's name. It was the guy's art that was he would he was gonna work with redora but then he declined.
1: Uh was it Damrish?
2: It maybe, yes.
1: Um oh yeah it probably was. And uh she goes in there and she's trying to
0: She's talking to redora on the phone. Yeah,
1: but one of Deese's art's like pictures of it is on her phone and it like won't go away. And this part reminded me of the Page Master if either of you guys have seen that movie. No. What Okay, have you any of y'all seen Page Master? It is an animated feature with Macaulay Culkin and Christopher Lloyd. It is amazing. I love it. Anyway, there's this scene where he's in a library and um, he basically the plot of that movie is he gets like turned into a like cartoon and he like goes into these books and like he like learns all these. Anyway, so there's this scene where when he gets transformed, there's this like mural of like this like dragon and like all this like fantasy stuff and it comes like melting down on top of him and it like takes over everything and then everything becomes like animated and art and it's really cool that is exactly what this scene reminded me of the paint just starts like dripping down onto the floor and like encompasses her and then she becomes part of the painting which is actually really really cool Mm -hmm. just kind of frozen forever i'm really disappointed allison especially in you that you have not seen this movie how are you not see this movie? <laughs> Emily's a little bit younger, so I can definitely understand. I'll look it up, but I'll. that movie is fantastic.
0: So anyway, yes, all these people are freaking dying, and it, like Jamie said, it's sad that morph, you know, in his final moments, he's pressed up against this gate, and he's like, "I know, I have to destroy it." And he covers his mouth and he still dies. And yeah. that is a really tragic. That, that happens, but you know, all the while redora has caught wind of this because Morph mm-hmm. is freaking out and he's telling all these people, and she's like, All these people are dying because Gretchen's dead, Morph's dead, is dead. Uh does Damrish die? No. No. He decides not to work with them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He decides John, to go back John, to his roots. John Don Don dies and she's yeah. like, Oh my god, okay, I've got to sell all this art. And then destroy everything else. Well,
1: yeah, the story's going to come out about Deese's, like, past. And they think that's going to make the art worthless.
0: Yeah. So she gets gets rid of all of this. She sells it. And then before Morph dies, he actually releases it. And Josephina like, calls him and is like, I'm reading this. You're ruining my career because we broke up. So dramatic and whatnot. And... Um, as the movie comes to a close, you know, obviously all these people have died. It shows Rodora kind of at her high mountainous estate. Um, She is almost crushed by a sculpture in her backyard. Yeah. Yeah. uh, Because her hairless cat runs outside. I'm obsessed with that hairless cat. (laughs) And she's obviously like freaked out and whatnot. And so she sells everything. She uh, has all of the images, photos, catalogs, everything destroyed which she that's good but she made a shitload load of money off of this yeah. millions and millions of dollars and she you know, kept one of his paintings too in her house which one
1: was it it's the one of so the ending is she's um, out like on like her like patio or whatever and she's mm-hmm. like oh relieved all the you know it's all gone and there's scene, she's sitting there, and her cat's sitting next to her, and there's the shadow of the two people. Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, imitating the painting that's in her home.
2: Yeah. Life imitating like, art, imitating were, life. There were, like, movers taking that painting out as oh, that was happening. Oh, okay. So then, yeah, and then she's sitting there, and there's the, the, like, shadows from these two, like, vases that look like people. And it basically looks like the exact first painting that I believe it was the first painting she took for herself.
1: Hmm. And so then, she knows more than we do.
2: And then she... Then she dies from her tattoo.
1: Yes, and we didn't her bring Buzz Saw. Yeah, we didn't bring this up. So, Medora um, was in a punk band back in the day called Velvet Buzzsaw. And I, at first, was like, why is this movie called Velvet Buzzsaw? Because the only relevance <laughs> is that there's a character who was in a band called Velvet Buzzsaw. But we will get into that shortly. Um, one part that we forgot to bring up as Piers goes to her like vacation home because Rodea Rodora oh my god, I keep wanting to say Rodea. Rodora is like, you know, go take a break and um, you know, see if you can be inspired to do more art. And he he, Coco and Damrish are the only ones to end up surviving out of all of our insane cast because they all have managed to distance themselves from the greed and the art mm-hmm. and everything. Coco was just kind of a bystander. She didn't really do she much. She just
2: found all the dead people yeah. <laughs> and she didn't really make,
0: she wasn't out to make money off no. of no. it.
2: No. Yeah because everyone that died were everyone that profited off of this work that all wasn't the... theirs in the first place. Yeah. So that's basically what the whole movie is mm-hmm. about is the last being greedy.
1: Yep the last scene is uh is Piers making art on the sand of the beach, and it's actually really beautiful. It's kind mm-hmm. of just very peaceful. Just mm-hmm. kind after of all out-
2: the chaos you yeah. just watch, yeah. It's a. Vi-
0: I almost thought it was kind of like anticlimactic, but I guess it kind of makes sense. But it's very Big Little Lies esque. Yeah. He's dancing <laughs> on the beach barefoot, and it's kind of. It's not like a sunny beach or anything. It's kind of darker, and he's just tracing with a big stick yeah. in the sand, and it's. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's Velvet Buzzsaw. Now let's take a quick break
1: for our segment Side Streaming, where we catch up on some of the other content we're currently watching on Netflix, Hulu, Prime, and more. We'll start with you, Emily. What are you watching right now?
2: Um, I literally just started The Handmaid's Tale. Oh, I'm um, to so much. Yeah, I feel like I need to, like, like from season one. Yeah, yeah, I've never watched it before, but like I watched a couple episodes yesterday, and I was like, I feel like I need an explanation after every single episode. It's so crazy and like confusing at times, but it's. I mean, I'm interested. I
1: definitely. think I need to watch it. I think it's I, pretty.
2: It's pretty wacky, but it's like it's crazy because, like, I'm sure you've heard what it's about. Oh yeah, yeah. But, like, it's watching the parts because it has, like, flashbacks where it's, like, before it got to that crazy mm-hmm. side of the government or whatever. But, like, when it gets to the flashbacks showing what happens, it's, like, this is crazy because, like, what if this actually happened? Because they're, like, stripping all these women's rights away. And, oh, like, yeah. Hmm. yeah. It's crazy. It, it feels eerily Weird. similar to what's it going feels, on now. Yeah, I don't, I don't pretty, know anything about that. You know, it hits you right at home. Yeah, it does. (laughs) But yeah, it's a really good show, and I'm really enjoying it so far.
0: Awesome. Allison, what are you watching? Well, this past weekend, I watched season two of The Sinner, which is, I believe it's on USA, USA original. And season one stars Jessica Biel. And, um, you know, the second season has the main detective guy in it. I can't remember what his name is, um, but his name is Harry in the show and the premise is this young boy poisons his parents and kills them in a hotel while they're on their way to niagara falls and it is this big trying to uncover this big crazy secret and um, if you've watched season one of the sinner you will definitely enjoy season two it's the same kind of we know the ending of uh what happened but we don't know the MO, so it's it's super interesting. I'm really, really into it. I am also, for some reason, watching American Horror Story Cult. <laughs> <laughs> How it, is that one? It's, hmm, it's about... Um, That's the one with the presidential campaign. The yeah, clowns. about the election and the clowns. It's like fine entertainment. I mean, I don't sit there intently and watch it, but I turn it on. Um, And it's fine. I really loved the first, like, three seasons of American Mm -hmm. Horror Story, Mm -hmm. so I keep trying to give it a chance. The next season of American Horror Story is um, called 1984, so I'm really excited to see what that is about. Like
1: the George Orwell book?
0: Yeah. I don't quite know what it's going to be about, but...
1: They just released the name.
0: Yes. Yeah. I'm excited. You know, speaking
1: of American Horror Story, I tried watching Roanoke when i was uh homesick like months ago earlier in the year and the thing with that show is it always starts off super promising and then it just goes to shit like halfway through (laughs) the season and then it's just like well well, fuck and then you can't finish it i never finished it
2: well i watched uh colt like literally like i watched it my freshman year of college so it was literally the year after that whole election and like it was still a pretty sore topic for everyone it's so is. it was it's very interesting to like watch it while I know that, I, w- I watch like, it right now. after that like it, it was very hard hitting at the time because like that's like well like that just happened and, like, I think people actually got yeah. really upset about it and like it was crazy
0: it's still hard hitting and it's really interesting I mean they have people They talk about like Trump and make America great again Mm -hmm. and Hillary Clinton and the emails, So it's still pretty like political and relevant, but it's also a little bit gross and scary. Um, I also just finished Euphoria, which is a new show on HBO. I think it ended up with eight seasons. I can't remember if I talked about it last time, but that came to a close this week. And then I also watched a movie called Mid 90s. And it's Oh, is that the Jonah Hill one? Yeah, written and directed by Jonah Hill. And it's just about these kids in California, this this young boy who wants to, you know, grow up a little bit, so he kind of finds himself in this street gang of skateboarders in in California. And um, it's cr- pretty crazy. He's this little twelve-year-old kid, eleven-year-old kid, and he gets caught up with these 15, 16, 17, 18 year old boys and older who all skate and they make a little video and it's like in 1995. Um,
2: I think you showed me that preview or the trailer. I mm -hmm. think we watched
0: that. It's um, cool. Good for Jonah Hill. It's not something that I would recommend to now seeing it. I probably wouldn't recommend it to review because there's not much to dive into it, but it's still pretty good. It gave me like nostalgic feels about a lot of stuff. It's a good coming-of-age story.
1: So I said in the last episode I was going to start watching Schitt's Creek. I am currently almost on season three. There's four seasons on Netflix right now. Love it. Uh, Very funny. Great cast. Very well written. It's just a really funny show. Um, Just the characters, you know, I think we talked about the plot, so I won't go into that. But just something I noticed is uh, Eugene Levy is in it and his son – uh, David is in it, or Daniel, sorry. Mm-hmm. And his daughter is also in it as well. And all of the lead cast are all Canadian. I just thought that was really interesting. By the way, we couldn't remember her name. Catherine O'Hara mm. is Moira. And I feel bad that I didn't know that off the top of my head. But that show is great. Been enjoying that. Um, I also finished the I Love You Now Die documentary. We talked about that. Um, and I also watched, uh, I watched the uh, movie Clue. Uh, that came out in 1985 it's on I think it's on HBO um, or Prime I think it's actually on Prime um, with like Tim Curry and it's just a film adaptation of the game Clue oh, and it's yeah. so doesn't
2: it have alternate endings or am I thinking is that it, it not does right? it okay. does
1: actually it's really cute um and it's just so funny and it like I don't know if it has been turned into a play, but I feel like it would make a great play. Probably like, would. Like that sounds. That might sound a little weird, but there are some movies I watch that I'm like, this would be great on stage. Like there are just some things that you know transfer well both ways, or you know shows that start off on the stage, you know play or musical, and then go to. Uh, in onto the big screen, um, I think this is one of those movies, the opposite. If it were on stage, would be great. Speaking of musicals becoming movies, I really want to talk about Cats real quick. <laughs> so the oh. trailer for Cats came out a couple of weeks ago, and it's been kind of a hot topic mm-hmm. amongst the uh, theater goers. It looks ridiculous. And here's the thing. I love musicals. My high school did cats when I was in high school. I wasn't in it, but we did it. And I've seen it at the Orpheum in Omaha. I, I know the musical. I know it's weird. I know it's a really silly plot, and it's about cats. Okay, I get it. But that doesn't make the creepy CGI any creepier <laughs> to look at. And I don't like it. The cats have boobs, and it's weird. They don't and, have and noses either. No,
0: and it's just... we're like whiskers. Yeah, it's yeah. Really weird. Very weird. But I'm so excited for it. I'm sorry. The cast is so dope. Idris Elba, T. Swift, my girl, James Corden. Um, who else is in it? Um, Jennifer Hudson. J- Jennifer Hudson, Rebel Wilson. Um, did I already say Idris Elba? Did mm-hmm. you say Ian McKellen? No. Sir Ian McKellen. Did I say Judy Dench? No. no. She's in it, it.
1: It is a great cast, but it's just like, to me, it's one of those that... Is best on stage with people wearing like, uh, like spandex and you know it's a play but in the movie it's like that like in between where it it's like trying to look real. I don't know.
2: You want to know and what I watched recently? What did you watch? Chicken Little. <laughs> <laughs> and I watched Over the Hedge. Oh
1: two good ones. You know I saw Chicken Little. No I didn't see Chicken Little. I was thinking of Chicken Run. <laughs> no Chicken Little. The different sky different movie. is falling. The sky is yep, falling. Yep yep yep. Yep. There are some good animated films out there like that anyone can enjoy. Long. I know. They're easy to get through. Yeah. But uh that is what we're watching now. And now back to our review. all right everybody let's get back into our review of velvet buzzsaw so we went over the plot for those of you that have seen it for in for those of you who haven't and just wanted to hear our take on it here's my thought when I first started watching this Emily suggested it I remember seeing uh, you know the not the preview, but you know when you're going through Netflix, you see the little you know the little image pop up, and I'm like, oh, interesting. I love Jake Gyllenhaal, but I just never got around to watching it. And then when she suggested it, it kind of you know came back into my memory in my mind, and so I went to go watch it last night and again like I said I didn't realize it was a satire at first and so I was so just like dumbfounded by like how bad the acting was but that's the whole point it's very much a satire on the art industry and greed and just all of our characters except for Piers uh Damish and Coco and honestly Coco's kind of airheaded I wouldn't say airheaded but all of our main characters are just idiots that yeah just fall into these traps of getting themselves killed and all for money
2: and dan gilroy actually said that these characters were all a mesh of people he's actually met in the art contemporary art industry so it's not like any one person is like you know morph but like i mean there's people that he knows and that he's met that are all meshed together to create these characters with these ridiculous names as well.
1: Oh I be- Oh yeah, they're all their names are terrible. Yeah. And I totally believe it. But can I just say that uh Tony Collette love her look in this movie. I love her hair. I love mm-hmm. her clothes. Like I just love Tony Collette. I think she is like the new like horror weird like queen of sorts like she was in hereditary and she is absolutely amazing she was also in sixth sense which you guys did review as well when she was a little bit younger mm-hmm. i absolutely love her she's amazing she's
0: super versatile because she's she in the united states of tara which oh, i love, I that, love show. that show oh my god and so she she can play a lot of different roles oh I'm yeah really into that and she
1: just has like really like i love her cheekbones and like her face she just mm-hmm. has this like very severe look that i like works for this type of like it again versatile but like for this type of movie like being that like
0: that artsy woman really worked for her Mm -hmm. I loved it yeah I think you know Emily like you said that uh Dan Gilroy who wrote and directed it you know he's encountered all of these different people and I'm like okay is this you know they're talking about art and all this stuff is this like bashing the art community in a way because like for me, I just went to um, Minneapolis a couple of weeks ago, and I went to—they call it Mia, the Minnesota Institute of Art. Institute of Art. Is that what it is? Yes. Um, but I have been to other museums and seen some pretty weird and wacky arts installations that I'm like, yeah. this is weird. Like I—I I saw one. I can't remember. Gosh, where where we were? Maybe. I can not tell you but I saw this installation of art and I have it on my phone a video and it's like an old box t- like a tiny old tv in black and white and it's just somebody shooting a video of pumping lotion onto books pages of books and then like closing it and pumping lotion into more and then there was like bottles of lotion on the tv that you could use Strange. and I'm like yo this is weird mm-hmm. you know like a lot of this art, you know, and I'm like, is he dogging on art or, or, you know, contemporary or modern art, or is it kind of an, an ode to it?
2: I think it was more of like a, this is what the contemporary art industry is kind of like, because this is specifically like LA contemporary art Mm -hmm. style and like what that industry is, but like, I mean, I'm not familiar with all of it, but I think it was more of like a, people are getting greedy and that there's only like a select few artists that really get their chance. And I think it's more focusing. Like it. it's not like the whole plot of this movie is talking about it. It's more of like a here's kind of a hint towards those people that have these great ideas and have great pieces of artwork, but they're not getting their chance because people are greedy and making deals and slimy. And sometimes. they kind of
0: they over inflate so many other like artists you know what i mean with the way that redora was calling up all these people and the way that gretchen was talking it up to her client in the museum they over inflate the value of this art even to the point where redora says like it'll increase in value over time knowing that this horrible article is about to come out and like damage it mm-hmm. and just like morph could do he could ruin somebody's freaking career over a bad critique.
1: Yeah. I, I understand that like art is subjective but there are some pieces of art that I'm just like what? Mm-hmm. Why? Why? So any of y'all who have been through Omaha and have come from Iowa know of a beautiful little city known as Council Bluffs and there is an atrocious art piece that they, that they call art that is on the bridge as you're, like, going through Council Bluffs into Omaha. And it looks, it's its just, I don't even know how to describe it. It is horrifying and disgusting and awful. It's just so ugly. It looks like like, like it used to have, like, a cover over it, and this, like, monster, like, took a giant bite out of it. It's just all these spikes, and it's, like, this metal. It's like metal if you dropped
2: a bunch of Legos, and they landed in a weird pile. That is a and much you just better. <laughs> put it together. Like, if you just took that outline, that shape and stuck it up in the air that is a much better are you talking
0: about the the sharp pointy rusty yes it's so it reminds me of like uh alien versus or not alien district nine but steampunk you know how (laughs) they have like those prawns in district Mm -hmm. nine have you seen that movie yeah it's like if you or like if you took a bunch of uh oh my god Who's the barber that slashes people's throats? Sweeney Todd. Like Sweeney Todd's giant, if you took all of his like shears and put them all together and then it made it 90 like feet too. tall or mm-hmm. something. It's weird. And it's like so ugly. It's such an eyesore. It is very, very aggressive. And sharp. It's like
1: post-apocalyptic. Like it looks like the bridge like it look, exploded, yeah. it and like it's, it's just like parts damaged. of it yeah. <laughs> that are there. And apparently, I saw an article that they erected this new art piece in Council Bluffs. So That's just this like creepy
2: man looking thing. Oh hell no! And more like, story here is we don't like Iowa because we're I,
0: all from. Mm-hmm.
1: Go Huskers. But really, Iowa <laughs> does not understand their
0: art. Well, and there are There are crazy art installation pieces all over the place. And yeah, it is totally subjective. I mean, I think about where I went to college, we have some goofy art, uh, you know, and kind of industrial looking. And then, you know, in Minnesota, they have like the giant blue chicken and they have mm-hmm. The cherry on the the spoon or like the bean in Chicago there are some of these things that are you know iconic and subjective and um at the same time so art is just the art scene is so weird and for somebody who uh it's hard to like price it and to know like okay how much is this worth because the worth of something is so much different than like the value Right. right I would say and I have to be careful with my words because my sister is in art school. So (laughs) sorry, Renee, I'm dogging on art. There's so many different forms
1: of art too. You know, it's not just paintings or sculptures or, or, you know, things like that. Like there's interpretive art pieces or, you know, performance art, things like that. You know, there's so many different forms and that's what makes it so cool. And, Mm -hmm. but with this movie, like Deese, you know, he had this horrible, horrific past and he, put that into his art literally and figuratively i guess and the ending we didn't talk about this uh you know he wanted all this art to be destroyed but the remaining art that didn't get destroyed is found and this guy is just selling it on the street for like five dollars yeah and there's you know this there's people you know coming up and looking at it wanting to buy it and you know it's a big question like oh are they gonna get killed
0: by the art too? what do you think emily are they gonna get killed by the art
2: I don't know. I mean, it makes you want to think so. But also, are they not? Because it's just like some homeless guy that found it. And so he's not exactly trying to like... Yeah, he's not he's, trying to make he's it. He's profiting off of it, which is accurate. But also, he's not doing it out of greed. He's doing it out of like survival, right? right?
0: Yeah, like Josefina, as soon as she like lands this art and they s- open up this gallery viewing, anyway, she moves into that bougie apartment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Moves out of that building where Deese's body... And everything was... And then she moves into this big apartment or whatever, this high-rise. And, yeah, I don't think those people die. No.
1: But they bought it because they just genuinely enjoyed it, not because, oh, this you know, I have this artist's piece and it's so valuable. And like, you know, in 10, 15 years, it's going to be worth even more. And, you know, like it's, they just bought it because they like it. I mean, I've bought art, art in quotations from like Goodwill. That's probably somebody else would say is garbage. And I just think it's cool, you know, and I bought it for five, $10. Mm -hmm. So no, I, I, yeah, I don't think that they, I don't think that they were going to be killed. I think but my question is, why did he want his art to be destroyed? Was it, like, symbolic of destroying his pain?
0: You know, it maybe it was a way for him to, like, process all these awful and horrible things that he had done in a way. You know, he mm-hmm. depicted, you know, it, it, when Morph is researching his life, you can see in a lot of these works of art, particularly the one with the screaming child and, and the you know three figures that are all screaming and whatever you know that is depicting a lot of trauma and he has some other pretty violent works of mm-hmm. art and and then even some like calm ones that maybe harken back to his childhood yeah. a little bit but I just maybe it and maybe he thought it was so good that it wasn't worth selling
2: I don't well, I know. feel like it was more of like a he didn't He did this art as a way to process his trauma and it wasn't like he was doing it with the intention of ever selling it or for anybody else to ever see it so i don't i think he wanted it destroyed because he didn't want people to see what he had gone through and like to see what he had created because of these things that have happened to him so i think it was more of like a he didn't he didn't want anyone to profit off of it and so that's why when people did he haunted them essentially Mm. through the artwork makes
1: sense I want to talk about the title real quick, Um, Velvet Buzzsaw. So, uh, Rodora was in a a punk band uh, in her earlier years called Velvet Buzzsaw. And Mm -hmm. I remember watching this movie and thinking, when is this going to be relevant again? She has a tattoo on the back of her neck. That's what ends up killing her of the Velvet Buzzsaw. And again, I'm like, where... Where's the relevance? What does this mean? And Emily did a little bit of research on that. So, so yeah, where does this come from?
2: Okay, so it's so the what's the figure of speech that's like when there's two things that like jumbo shrimp. You know? Oh, like you know, it's like jumbo shrimp. It's like a oh oh a, uh, it's an oxymoron. oxymoron. Yeah, so it's kind of an oxymoron. So like velvet buzzsaw because like obviously a buzzsaw. Is, you know, a sharp tool used for cutting things. But velvet is, like, a... I hate velvet, velvet fabric, but... You it's do? Like a, I do. I hate the texture. I had a friend growing up I hated velvet. It's just icky. Because it's so soft. It's I not know, soft, No, like, though. it's not it's when, like, when you go against the grain of velvet. It's, like, it's, nasty. It, I, I don't like it.
1: I understand it.
2: Yeah, it's just gross. But anyway, so, like, if you see velvet, you think it's, like, super soft. And, like, you know, so a velvet buzzsaw is, like, you know, play on words, essentially. Uh, but, so, velvet buzz buzzsaw is supposed to be, like, this pretty like piece of art that you're supposed to you know like it looks nice because it's covered in velvet whatever but also it's a buzzsaw so it's something that's dangerous and something they say in this movie all the time is all art is dangerous and I'm pretty sure Redora says that yes at some point so what I researched and saw was um so art collection is a velvet buzzsaw uh you think you're merely buying a bit of beauty but what you've really actually done is enable a bunch of uh, schemers to get rich off manipulating systems events and buyers collections to continue to do the same driving up the price of art and essentially killing its soul so it's it's really interesting like well and i think that's that kind of goes back to Piers a little
0: bit because he mm-hmm. got sober and when don john or john don don whatever his name is <laughs> rolls up to his new kind of gallery that he's working on upstairs he's only painted one thing Mm -hmm. and he's like I don't I don't have anything in inside of me you know he's kind of resorted to just making print copies of all his old art he really hasn't made anything of value in a long time but you know his soul is kind of crushed right a little bit what I found out about velvet buzzsaw is a little different and it's not safe for work. And we're not going to you know, look at or talk about it on this podcast. But you can look it up if you want. Um, but not safe for work. I'll I tell you know. now. <laughs> it's explicitly sexual origin related to cunning, cunning lingus. I don't know how to say. Oh. Like giving head to a woman. It's, uh. you can look it up if you don't. interested. Velvet. Buzza,
2: fast, yeah.
0: You can look it up on Urban Dictionary. Yeah,
2: I was they- going to say, you probably, did you see it on Urban Dictionary? Because
1: it oh. sounds like it would be an Urban
2: Dictionary
1: thing. Okay, I, I think it makes sense now. I don't know why, it made me think of that movie Teeth. Dude. Y'all, y'all remember
0: Teeth. <laughs> that was the first movie. <laughs> the first movie I ever watched on Netflix was Teeth. That movie is In insane. 2010, probably, is when I got Netflix, 2010, 2011, when I moved into... Yeah, 2010 when I moved into my apartment and all that my roommate and I had, we didn't have a TV with like a Blu-ray player DVD or internet or that was not a thing. And we had to watch it on my laptop in like on our couch and we sat and watched it and she had Vagina dentata. Oh, that it was so scary. Like,
1: the trailer made it seem like this, like, real. Have you seen it, scary Emily? Scary thing. Mm-mm. Oh my god, this, this movie's ridiculous. This
0: girl <laughs> has like a defense mechanism where anytime a penis comes near her, her vagina dentata chops that off, or like her gynecologist's wow. hands. Yeah, basically, Yikes. it's like a
1: form of like anti rape. Like Sounds like cool. a form of protection. Yeah, that movie's insane. Go watch it. Wild. Um, I don't know if it's all on Netflix. Anyways, um, I guess like my like main thought of this of this movie is yeah, it, it's ridiculous. It it doesn't take itself seriously, but when you look at like the deeper meaning of it, it kind of like is like gives you like an aha moment. Like oh, that's why you know this character said this or did this or that's why mm-hmm. it, it is a little silly. Like art killing people, you know. Like but. But, yeah, when you think about the deeper meaning and, you know, when you think about art and just creating things for
0: for art's sake and not to make money off of it. Well, we'll think about, um, you know, like that super famous portrait of that woman from like this art. Yeah, from that was on the cover of National Geographic. And she was oh, an African Eastern. girl. Yes. Yeah. That yes. was just some random girl that this mm-hmm. guy or guy or gal snapped a photo of and made millions and zillions of like dollars off of well yeah but like
2: now if you show that picture to someone someone's like yeah i've seen that before yeah like it's it's something that like that that photographer it was a male uh he did not go out to like take this picture to make a bunch of money like he he took this photo because he saw this beautiful woman well she was 14 at the time beautiful uh young woman Um, and it was just like this striking image with her the contrast of her her eyes with the wall behind her and the scarf she was wearing and it just turned into this like iconic art piece. But I think
0: that a lot of other artists and and it doesn't have to just be you know art type of art that you hang up on the wall. I think Mm -hmm. a lot about film or social media and stuff like that people use take advantage of others to gain a lot of like clout yeah um yeah. or make art out of you know what other people's other, pain or other people's suffering and yeah yeah some like people mm-hmm. they're doing it and it doesn't just have to be money but it's greed and right in whatever way like i think uh, maybe this is like totally like out of left field but i think it like about like people who go on like mission trips or service trips and then post like a gazillion photos with like these orphans in third world countries
2: there's a
1: word for that it's like so i can't think of what it is there's like a phrase for that
0: people who do that it's like christian white messiah (laughs) syndrome yeah. or something or, yeah, i know what you're talking about white though. messiah like, like syndrome people,
2: people will go on these trips but then they make it be all about their personal experience more than it is like them actually going to like help to people help out. people right yeah like, look it,
1: at me what i'm doing it's like i've a, seen a
2: lot it's 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 that season right now for yeah
1: that.
0: yeah but it's it, it, that in a way too though it's not like art it's kind of like this elevated class and i would say mm-hmm. that you know a lot of artists um are an elevated class you know they're artisans. They have a skill that um, we think that no nobody else has, and they are a visionary, and they become so, um, you know, famous and and untouchable in our society that. And they take advantage of of all these other people to kind of climb Mm -hmm. the ranks and make all this money and be greedy little people. So I think this is like a really interesting commentary on on that for sure. Like, I don't know. You don't have to spend a million dollars to have a piece of art that you really appreciate and love. Right. And don't steal it from a dead guy's house. (laughs)
2: Because it'll literally kill you.
1: That is...
0: Literally. Fun times. All right,
1: guys, let's get into our review of Velvet Buzzsaw. I think I'm going to give this one a three out of five. once I really started thinking about it and going over the plot again, when I watched this movie at the end I was I was kind of disappointed but when I think about it more and you know the, the underlying meaning of it, it it started to grow on me a little bit. I think I'd have to watch it again just to kind of knowing what I know now and really paying more close attention. I think I might like it a little bit more. I love the cast I love, I love just like the cinematography, the colors mm-hmm. used it's a mm-hmm. very colorful movie um, and it, I do love a good you know horror comedy mix I do love those kind of movies they're fun and a little scary at times um but I do I guess I just it didn't quite hit the mark for me um I get what the intention was but I think at times it was a little missed and could have been I don't know I it wasn't it just didn't make it all the way there for me but I did enjoy it I didn't hate it Um, So I definitely think, you know, if you like these types of films, if you saw Nightcrawler, again, same director, same writer, a lot of the same cast, maybe give this a try. And if you like art or satire, satirical films, you can give it a try. But yeah, that's my review. Three out of
0: five. Cool. I am also going to give this a three out of five. Like we talked about earlier, it took me a minute to figure out that this was like a satirical film I was like oh these people are just maybe like bad actors uh, like Josephina, I thought that maybe she was just a bad actress yeah um, but I think yeah like Jamie said the more I think about it it has a really good message and it kind of there are some funny moments in a way mm-hmm. or wild crazy moments yeah. that bring you out of that slasher Part, you know, when like the hobo robot chases after Morph, it's kind of funny. Yeah. In a way. And um, it's, you know, so unbelievable in other ways as well. I just think it's it's interesting. And I love Jake Gyllenhaal Hall. <laughs> he is so good. He does such a great job in this, in this He does. In this yeah. movie. And so does like John Marinkovich. He is, you know, just he has kind of a smaller role in it but he really shines and um it's totally unexpected i didn't have any clue or semblance of an idea of how this
2: this would end so three out of five yeah um i would give this a four out of five but i don't know if like maybe it's because i'm you know, an art student that I see yeah. a little differently. You're smarter know. than us. It's fine. <laughs> you can say it. know what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but, like, being in, like, I've been to art galleries. Like, I've been taught how to, like, well, first of all, I've been taught how to not only interpret, like, art pieces, but also movies. And, like, so, to me, movies are art pieces mm-hmm. in its own way. Agreed. So, like, it's, it's just weird having, like, that knowledge of, like, like this is a movie about art. That's also its own art, and it's like artception. Artception. <laughs> I love yeah, it. Yeah, it's. I mean, it was really cool though. But um, I really enjoyed this movie, and on, I don't know. So you guys kept mentioning it, like it's a really crazy things that just keep happening, and this movie was actually inspired by Final Destination. Where it's really? like, where it's, uh, you know, like it just random regular people living their lives and they die in the craziest ways possible.
0: A bunch of logs falling off the back of a truck. Yeah, like, highway. well, still won't die. Yeah. Drive behind a.
2: Me truck neither. Nobody a bunch will. Of logs, Nobody so, will. Nope. If you're, you're dumb if you do that. But. Or drowning in a <laughs> what? Drowning in a car wash. Well, then like there was one, like, bed. one of those. Like, where the elevator, like, cut her head off or something. I don't even know. My grandma, there was one of the movies oh, my God. grandma made me watch. Oh, <laughs> <my> God. Stupid. <laughs> I
1: don't remember thing that I one. Had to do. I
2: don't know. We watched, like, all of the Final Destination movies. But, yeah, so it's, like, one of those movies where it's the way that people die is kind of comedic in a sense. Like, that's just so absurd that that wouldn't happen. And, like, that, so that's where that comes from, is that inspiration. Interesting. But, yeah. Kinda,
0: and, and it's hilarious, too, that, you know, Gretchen's body is left there, and everyone thinks that it's freaking yeah. art. And
1: uh, anything, John,
0: John, John sees the the pile of trash in his loft, and he's like, mm-hmm. "It's amazing." He's like, "It's not art. <laughs> it's just like yeah. funny how it it kind of makes fun of this right. contemporary art." Well, too. and then
2: everyone, pretty much everyone who dies, they're the way they die is also like they, it's, it's something to do with art itself too, like. Like, Josephina gets turned into a mural, and I'm pretty sure someone said to her about, like, how she's going to just kind of disappear or something. I don't remember what it was, Hmm. but there was, like, someone was telling her that, I think Morph was telling her that after this all blows over, everyone's going to forget about her or something, and then she gets trapped in this mural and nobody knows what happens to her. And, like, that's how she dies. And then, like, uh, when Gretchen puts her arm in the orb, she becomes part of this installation that's not supposed to be and inst- it's like she's not supposed to be a part of it but her dead body's hanging out of there with blood all over the place and people think it's part of the art and it's just ironic how they get killed because of art and they become art yeah brilliant so yeah four out of five <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, li- I liked that. That was awesome. All right, guys. Well, that is our review of Velvet Buzzsaw. Emily, it's going to be really sad to see you go. I'm going to be sad. But uh, thank you for joining us for one final episode. And uh, as always, you guys, let us know what you're watching. Give us some ideas. And until then, we will see you next time. Thank you for tuning into another episode of Atlas Now Streaming.
0: Let us know in the comments what you're watching and if you think we should give it a review. Until next time, keep streaming.